0: Hey guys! Before we get to today's episode, we just wanted to say Happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving! Yeah,
1: yeah. You Eric- guys are going to be listening to this episode probably full of turkey, beans, t- what else? Potatoes, tomatoes. potatoes, and you name
0: it. Eric, what are you doing for Thanksgiving?
1: I'm going to be chilling around in the local area, stuffing my face full of the sweet sweet turkey.
0: Nice, nice. I'm going to be eating a uh, sweet potato souffle yeah. and acting like it's a vegetable when in reality it's it's a dessert isn't
1: that everything thanksgiving like everything's technically a dessert like corn casserole it's like it's corn pie yeah. it's sweet yeah. Like, come it's, on. It's,
0: yeah anyway so but yeah we just pray you guys have an awesome thanksgiving enjoy time with friends and family enjoy the episode you're listening to
2: not the sermon with eric and jamie So we are just having a
0: great conversation about death We were So how do you die well, Jamie? Die well, uh, I think, um, by making lots of screaming noises I, I thought
1: about, I was thinking about my funeral
0: I think about your funeral all the time I planned your funeral already
1: <laughs> and, the thing, and the events preceding your funeral I bet So be careful I bet He's got a date So no, anyway, I plan my funeral And my goal is to make it as awkward as possible I will put people in positions where they love me, so they're going to respect my last wishes, so they have to do the thing that they hate doing. Mm. Cynthia would MC my funeral. She doesn't like MCing.
0: She doesn't like that at all. Y'all, would, if you don't know y'all, Cynthia is our administrative pastor here, um, who, who who is great. I think she's better on stage than she thinks she is. She's a she great is. MC, but
1: she doesn't like doing it.
0: She doesn't like doing it so at all. So
1: she would MC my funeral. That's perfect. I would then find a list of ridiculous songs. <laughs> To have you perform. In the arms of an angel. That would be something you had no idea. They're just old bluegrass songs and stuff. Like, you'd have to learn it because it's my last wish. Nice. And uh, it would just, it would be fun. It would be a celebration. It would be so Eric. My funeral is going to be the most Eric thing that ever happens.
0: I um, sing, I sang uh, Carry On My Wayward Son by Kansas at a funeral once. Yeah. It was cool. It was, it was the, the, the son of the deceased asked me to... And, and, but how do you play that? I mean, that's a prog rock song, right?
1: Carry on, my well,
0: wayward son. So, what I did is I, I did like a coffee shop. This <laughs>
2: when you
0: I didn't do that way. I did like a <laughs> seriously, I slowed it down. Yeah. I did like a coffee shop and I, I was like this is cool Like, yeah. I need to record this Matt uh, my sister was
1: asked to perform that I think it was it three non-blondes the what's going on yeah what's going on and yeah. I get real high and I. <laughs> we're at this Baptist church in like Slocum Alabama <laughs> and she's performing I mean it was it was nice but it was it was so my family right you know it was it was funny yeah but yeah my, my funeral people were really thinking
0: what's going on
1: yeah what's going on it was actually yeah it was great it was my uncle Passway great, man. Um, he was a big golfer, so they buried him in a uh, a red polo like Tiger Woods' the oh, red polo, nice. khaki pants. Not green. Not not the Masters. No, 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 no. Tiger Woods always wears a red polo. Okay, I just, just I know, but the Masters God, gives you here. like a, a green, green jacket. jacket.
0: That's the only thing he knows about golf. That's all I know. That and, and don't you drink milk or something? Or is that NASCAR? Yeah, you
1: chug milk before each hole. <laughs> <laughs> you have to chug a, a half gallon of milk before you tee off and then you have to walk the course. <laughs> I feel like I feel
0: like your your version of golf and mine are very different. You've never played that way before? Uh no. Man, no. My uncle was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. So, so dude, so I want to so you right, shooting the scuba line. Shooting the scuba line. Uh we hadn't seen each other a whole lot over the last week because no. you took your family To uh, To the land of magic and soul death, Hades. To um, it's it was very hot. Yes. So we went to. Um, There's a lot of sorcery. Yes, there was sorcery everywhere. A lot of people dressed up like animals, really weird stuff. They, const- Sodom and they, were, and they
1: were casting spells on me constantly. Yeah. I actually had to wear a a cross mm-hmm. necklace to re- re- reflect the curses
0: back onto the Disney cast. But papers. yeah, about exactly, you gave it away. It's Disney. Um,
1: I prayed in tongues the whole time I was there. The whole time, I'm sure that yeah. didn't weird anyone out. No, it didn't freak anybody out because. That was the least weird thing going on at Disney. That's <laughs> the best way to jump um, in line. So, yeah, I, I tortured everyone here at the office with my lack of not being here. They were bored to death. They had no yeah, I'll, idea I'll, what to do with themselves. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of boring. Look, the pastor of distraction. I'm your, ad- pastor I'm of your distraction. ADHD demon.
0: That's right. You are the pastor of distraction. And without you around, I got a lot done, but it was boring. It was boring. So yep. who, wants, who wants to live that kind of
1: life? But anyways, yeah, so we go to Disney World in the great, beautiful, and scorchingly hot Orlando, Florida. Mm. Um, I'm going to give my honest opinion because my wife's probably listening to this. We had such a great time. It was so magical. Okay, real opinion? Real opinion. It was awful. Mm. Um, as you're walking through Disney World in the scorching heat, like basically resting your chin on the stranger's shoulder in front of you as you're walking, you're getting <laughs> pelted with bubbles left and right from <laughs> Bubble Kids. My kid was one of the Bubble Kids. Uh. Um, in fact, that's probably all she'll remember is is the Bubble wand. But yeah, I, it was okay. I mean like magic kingdom the older i get the less appealing magic yes. kingdom is that tends to be like if you're a disney adult i'm sorry you need help um <laughs> but if you're like a disney person you like the magic kingdom and uh, you know it's okay whatever uh i really enjoyed we enjoy epcot um and the hollywood studios was kind of banging us yeah they had a couple yeah. new rides it was fun i enjoyed it um it was just the heat man you could we had to change clothes twice a day mm. go home to the room shower change clothes and we basically were primitive camping in disney world what i mean by that is we're walking everybody around us has these big mega electric strollers that you, like you just just going and they have uh misting fans attached to their kids strollers they have like these camel pack like liquid things wow. that you drink. And like they're so prepared for this and we're dying. Right. We're di- we're I'm paying $450 for a Coke every hundred yards <laughs> because I'm thirsty and that's all they have. Do they, they know have,
2: what they know what they're doing? Do
1: yeah. they have those refill those big like cups that cost 30 bucks? Not in the parks. Really? Not in the parks. So at the resorts you can get a refillable cup and they have this little dude, they even have this little tag on the bottom. Unless your cup, even if it's a paper cup, has that tag, you can't the fountain drink mm-hmm. will not work yeah. for you. Yeah. Because they're keeping
0: up with how much you how get. How many refills? Yeah. So what I would yeah. do is
1: I'd hang out by the garbage and I'd offer to take people's hair. Hey,
0: I'll throw this away for you, and I'd grab the cups and <laughs> refill them. <laughs> oh, I I know that was a joke, but I feel like it's I okay, can it's completely is that believable. unethical? No, it's completely believable. No, you, it's great. Can I
1: tell you one unethical thing? Another I man's
0: did? another one man's <laughs> trash is another man's treasure, man. So I this mean, this is something that actually happened. I'm snitching on myself here. Okay. So I'll let you know how wrong you are.
1: So, okay, here we go. So we, it's expensive to eat at Disney World. Oh, yeah. You go into the park and they have like little quick service things. And it's like, oh, oh man, it's this magical themed building. Oh, they must have some cool themed food here. No, they have chicken strips, pizza, or a Caesar salad. Right, but they call it something cool. No, they don't. They don't? They call it chicken strips, pizza, or Caesar (laughs) salad. And it's like $18 for each one of those for the combo. See,
0: I would call chicken strips like Dumbo
1: ears. No, there was none of that. You know. Anyways, or you could go to a sit-down restaurant. Me and Sierra did a sit-down restaurant one time, Liberty Tavern in the Magic Kingdom. It's sort of like a... Old American themed restaurant. We go in there a couple years ago years ago, you get a reservation, you sit down, you eat it was a good meal. So I was like, Hey, I'm gonna do something special for the wife. I'm gonna I'm gonna book this reservation without telling her. So I booked the reservation and she goes, Oh, would you you book a reservation? I'm like, Yeah, so we're gonna go to Liberty Tavern. She's like, Do you look at the menu? And I'm like, No, but it was good last time. Well, they changed everything. Mm. Now all of their reservation restaurants are buffets. Hmm. They're buffets. Really? They're not even good buffets. It's like this place was like you know, uh, turkey, ham, macaroni, and broccoli. Eat all you can eat for $50 per adult. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then $29 geez. per child. And if, they can't, if you cancel the reservation, they charge you. Really? So this is where the unethical part comes in. Lord, forgive me. I just cross myself for our listeners. <laughs> I go to the, the check-in person about 10 minutes before a reservation, and I say, hey, look, man, I need you to do me a solid. I booked this without consulting my wife, which was true. My wife has a food allergy.
0: <laughs> and she can't eat anything. She's I'm, allergic to your food. I, I was, I was, I said, I, all basically,
1: I was like, and she does, because if, you know, anybody eats too much buffalo stuff, they get sick. Um, so, anyways, uh, and I was like, can you help me out? Like, save my night here, bro. And he's like, I got you. And I'm like, so you're not charging me? He's like, nah, dude. So I got, I got nice. out of the reservation. <laughs> nice. Because I was like, I'm not paying $120 to eat a. Bad Thanksgiving dinner. So yeah. there we
0: go. That, that was my. So, so my youngest son, he's, I love theme parks. Love them, love them, love them. And hot take uh, Universal Orlando. Is far better than Walt Disney World. I don't think that's a hot take. I think uh, most adults would agree. See, I don't. Most people I've talked to, they they push back against that. But I'm a ride rider, and so the rides are better at Universal. I think by far. But I haven't been to Disney in a long time. Well,
1: you don't. You don't go to Disney for the rides. They have a couple. You like, go for the magic. You go for the magic. It's the immersion. <sighs> it's the immersion into the character. It's for people that something happened to them. Um, they missed out on some childhood, and uh, I'm just kidding. If you like Disney, no hate. My wife. Their is,
0: parents yelled at them, and then to make up for it, they let them watch a Disney movie yeah, afterwards. Yeah, their, their
1: parents made them pick between being inside or outside all day when they were little, <laughs> and they chose wrong, and now they need
0: redemption. So, so my youngest son, though, I, I'm, a, I'm a theme park junkie. I love rides, and so roller coasters, all that stuff, and so he never rode. Rides, yeah. Growing up, and so there were times when our family would go places without him. And he was cool with it. He was like, "I'm <laughs> oh, of I'm course cool. he is, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah." And and so, but now he's like, "I for fall break, it's his senior year." He's like, "Dad, I want to go to Disney." Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, cool, we'll go." So it's just me and him because I don't want to because my wife was like, "Look, I don't want to spend the money. I'll do something else," which is great. So it's just the two of us, and we're gonna go in a few weeks, and um. And I, I just I I I'm setting myself up. Like I, I think he's gonna ride the rides, but mm. in the back of my head, I know he might not still. And I have to be okay with that, and I also have to be okay. Like I'm just, I'm just training my brain already to not be like to be okay. Yeah, right. Be okay with the crowds. Be okay with the lines. Be okay with the overpriced food, just because it's it's going to be our final. It's just senior year. It's one of our final things. Yeah. you know. And so, but but I, the whole time I'm thinking, man, I'd I'd rather be at Universal.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've never been to Universal,
0: dude. It's so good.
1: Um, last funny story about that. So we went to. Uh, Hollywood Studios. Oh, They're was like, there a funny story before? Uh, no. Oh, I, I, I was, didn't remember one. Yeah, I didn't because when I, when I intend to be funny, I'm actually funny. Mm. I'm like you. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so we were in Hollywood Studios. We go to Toy Story Land. There's this ride. All my Disney fans out there know called Slinky Dog. It's a pretty, pretty legit roller coaster. It's not huge, but it's fun, exhilarating. And uh, Aubrey's like, "Oh yeah, I want to ride that." And so we get to the front of the line. She has a meltdown.
0: Mm. She's like,
1: "I do not want to get on this ride." I'm like, "Baby." we're here we're getting in the coaster we just waited seat. Yeah. yeah like not even that like we're we're loading up and so I was like look if you get scared just close your eyes she was terrified mm. absolutely terrified eyes closed the whole time screaming. And then she opens her eyes at the worst part of the coaster where it's like kind of sideways going really fast at its highest point. And then just like the her ghost left her body. And then for the rest of the time, I was like, if she was acting bad, I'd be like, look, if you don't straighten up, we're going to go ride Slinky Dog again. And she'd be like, no, no. That's the punishment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's... uh, I want to pester you a little bit, Jamie. Okay. Can I pester you? Pester me, man. Pester the pastor. He asked for permission this time. So, Pester the Pastor is a segment where I ask Jamie uh, ridiculous, uncomfortable, or confusing questions, or just anything I feel. Um, So today... (laughs) Is there a difference? No. Um, Today, I want to just... This is a real question. Okay. Um, Our our man and Stan... Andy Stanley, oh, okay, has, has made the news. Okay, yeah, and Andy Stanley is is not uh, a newbie to the news feeds. No, right? He has he has made a lot of sort of uh, interesting statements, and and a lot of them. I think we're taken out of proportion by the the people making the news articles and sure. stuff like that. And sure. he's one of those people like, Andy Stanley said this, and then you go and watch the message, and he was like, well, he didn't actually say that. Right. But I think there's something that has – has it, it may stick him this time, and I want to get your opinion on okay. this. So, I
0: think I know what this is. In go a, ahead. In a
1: couple months, um, Andy Stanley and their church, uh, North Point, is going to be hosting a Christian LGBT – Conference. Mm-hmm. Um, the conference, based on news reports, and actually did some research with for, on the actual ministry that's host, that's actually putting on the event. Their whole goal is to bridge the gap between. I'm going to be fair. Bridge the gap between the LGBT community and Christians. More importantly, Christian LGBT people. Right. And so they're hosting this event. Um, the The problematic thing is that this this ministry doesn't really focus at all on like the sort of the spiritual ramifications of of being gay. Right. right? Their their main focus is a quote-unquote bridging the gap. Right. And so this this event is being hosted. They're kind of they're actually they're kind of known for being an affirming ministry. Um, okay. Two of the keynote speakers at the conference are in homosexual relationships. Mm. Um and Andy Stanley will also be speaking at it. Okay. So I wanted to get your thoughts because this is I mean, Andy Stanley's a big fish, a yeah. lot of people. I've listened to a lot of his stuff. Uh, even recent stuff's really good. Um, but I think this is... Has he crossed the line? Is this too much?
0: Yeah. So, well, first of all... So I read an article. Someone who is um, well-known in the Southern Baptist um, denomination posted an article earlier this week kind of outing... Excuse the pardon. Um, Andy Stanley and this upcoming conference. Yeah. And, and it was... I really did not like the tone of the article. It was a hit piece. It was a hit piece. And yeah. it was very much like, well, we saw this coming. We told you so. We told you. Here it is. Yeah. We've been warning you. And and I didn't like that tone at all, yeah. right? It, and Because the conference hadn't happened yet. All we mm-hmm. know at this point is that there are some speakers that are very much head scratchers, right? Yeah. And, and we're not sure it, – it, to to me what i read about it was that it was this kind of conference symposium for like especially parents of yep. children of, of, yeah. that were in the lgbtq uh, plus community which i think that's brilliant to reach out to parents and help them process where their kids are yeah. right in that uh the problem i think the biggest problem with this is is the is when you have people speaking at your conference that are openly defiant of scripture. And and look, I, I, I know not everyone will agree with me on this, but I do not believe that um, homosexual activity, uh, I, I'll put it, I'll phrase it this way. Homosexual Be activity careful. is sin, according to scripture. <gasps> I know, I know. There's no way around it. I know, Cancel him. Cancel. Cancel him. I, I know. I mean, I know there is there are people who will will fight about that, but I, I mean I've gone back over and over and over the the scriptures. It's in there in in the in the language, making sure it says exactly you know what it says. In, in homosexual activity is sinful according to scripture. But it doesn't say
1: anything about a committed homosexual relationship, Jamie. They're talking about just general sexual immorality. Well,
0: you know, Eric, uh, when the speed limit says fifty five, it doesn't say you can't go sixty four. It just says don't go 55. So anything beyond 55, Whoa, mic drop. is logically not okay. So, so
1: you got to say there's a lot of people in this in this country that are going 64. Is what you're
0: saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is you don't have to reference every single wrong thing when you say only this is right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, so. Does the church need to reach out to the LGBTQ plus community? Absolutely. Like, I think we're failing as a church um, at doing that. Um, But is the answer to then like really relax what scripture says about it? No. Like, I I think it's love. Like, love doesn't lie. Mm -hmm. Right? Love doesn't lie. So you have to tell the truth. If someone is engaged and behavior, whether it's same sex or opposite sex or or, or non sexual, any kind of behavior that Scripture says, "Hey, that's a sin," it's love to to tell them that. Yeah. Right now, now how you do it is important, and we don't, you know, hit people over the head with their Bible. And I mean, you know, we have to do it in a certain way. But but so that that's the concern. So yeah, so I see two things wrong, and and for me, when I'm when I'm looking at like what's the truth of something, I identify one extreme on one side of it. And another extreme uh, on another side. These are like ditches that we want to avoid, right? So one ditch is that there's absolutely nothing wrong with the LGBTQ plus lifestyle, uh, and Christians just need to love them and not say anything. If they add three more letters to that, I'm going to have a problem. I'm out. Yeah, I can't can't remember that many letters. And then the other extreme, the other ditch, right, is the idea where where the only way I interact with someone in that community is by telling them they're wrong, sinful, or, and or going to hell, yeah. right? That's not okay either. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in the messy middle is where we are supposed to interact. Um, this seems like it's in the messy middle, but it's definitely towards one side. And,
1: and that's what I was going to say, Jamie. I have, uh, surprise, a, a little bit more of a con- more conservative stance on on the on the issue, because I see homosexuality as the only sin that the church has decided to coddle right. in order to reach really? those people. Like, think about that. We're not coddling any other sin behavior in order to build a bridge to connect with that type of person. Like, we're not saying, "Look, hey, you're in adultery. We love you." We want, in fact we're gonna have an conference. adultery conference right right and hey if we've got two speakers that are openly committing adultery that are going to be speaking at this and look it's 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 a weird culture right like monogamy is sort of an uh, Old Testament like that yeah, but I feel yeah. like that's what we're doing with this issue and and I agree with everything you said that you know the church has done we've we
0: have also chosen that sin to sp- to speak
1: more openly out and against, you know?
0: Right, right. It's it's one of the two extremes. Like, either people are using that as, like, the worst sin, or they're coddling it, like you say, and I just don't see a whole lot of in-between.
1: Yeah, and and I'm I'm cool with the in-between. I just think, like, so what is happening, and I'm seeing this in younger people, is homosexuality, just like uh, the sex culture of the 60s and 70s. That's now normal. Sleeping right. around is normal, right? right? Like it, it is. It's not even discussed. Kids don't even really have a moral grid for it because it's just yeah, people sleep around. It's it's something that happens, and it's relatively that's what's new happening with with homosexuality, right? It in the the zeitgeist of of the younger generation. Oh, it's just you're just gay, right? You're just that's it's it is what it is. And I, I I have a problem not with people that struggle with homosexuality, but. I feel like they're not putting in the work because there's so many I mean like take uh, Henry Nouwen or Henri Nowen mm-hmm. as a you know sort of a famous uh, a priest that you know talks about his struggles with homosexuality why can't
0: I have a name like Henri, Henri. I he got to have French. Jamie Yeah Jamie Jamie Jamie
1: Jamie, Jamie. 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 Noony. 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 It's like French people act like they're giving up on a word Noony. Noony.
0: <laughs> they just <fought> stop <laughs> having <halfway> Exhaust, <laughs> <through>. exhausted
1: <laughs> Um, but Henry now, and you know, he, in his, the diaries that later came out, talked about his struggle with homosexuality and how he basically was like, look, this is what I struggle with. There were, uh, instances where he did, you know, sort of fall in love with people throughout his years of life, but he knew in his heart, like I have to, I have to fight against this. And right. if, if. if the only way that I can find against this is by being celibate and committing myself to service. Right. Like the the people that are dealing with it now, they're looking for like the way out. Like I don't have to struggle against this sin. That's not fair because as a straight male, I have to struggle with with sexual sin. Right. Right. I have to fight against it. I can't come out and say, you know, you know what, guys? Like porn, it's just a normal part of life. Like it's just you know, I, you were born that I, way. I was Eric. born that way no, like I have to fight actively against that type of immorality. And and it feels like the LGBT
0: community is getting a free pass. I think that's the crux of this this issue is that the LGBTQ plus community has adopted what we would consider to be a sinful lifestyle as their identity. Yeah. And they're saying, this is who I am, not this is what I do. Every other sin, like, like, Baby, like,
1: like <laughs>
0: every other song.
1: Right so
0: exactly, that I was born this way is a celebration. <laughs> all right, that song, Lady Gaga. If you don't know, listener, it's a celebration of our human impulses that Scripture says have to be stewarded. Yeah. Like, I I might not meet, I might not have been born. Attracted to the same sex, but I'm born attracted to the opposite sex. Yeah. I'm born wanting to hit someone when I'm angry. I'm born. I'm born wanting want to, steal to lie. Something that's not mine. Exactly. I, we we're all born that way, and that's why Jesus said you must be born again. Like you, you have to. Like you. You've got <laughs> to take on his identity, fried chicken, not the identity of your, <laughs> of your, did you just say fried chicken? I did just say fried chicken. Is that because of the call out that happened there, in church? So
1: for context, you guys, uh, so Jamie was, pre- he was just preaching right then. So I had to do it. Yeah. Um, thanks.
0: Thanks for interrupting. So Jamie, <laughs> Jamie was
1: preaching one morning <laughs> and a, a beautiful, uh, parishioner of ours just screamed out fried chicken. She the, did in the middle of the
0: service. I mean, I'm used to people saying, <laughs> Amen, or hallelujah, or that's right, or go on or something like that. But but I said something and she just goes real loud, fried chicken. And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, there's no, there is no recovering when someone yells out the word fried chicken in the middle of your sermon. Yeah. She was ready to get to the Golden Corral after service. Yeah. She was. She was. Oh, I was, sorry. I was actually talking about overeating. I was actually talking <laughs> oh, yeah. about, I was actually talking about preferring one sin over another and pointing out someone else's and not your own. And I said, gluttony. I said gluttony is a is a is a big uh, issue that evidently most pastors don't think is a big deal, although it is called a sin. And that's when she said, fried chicken. Yeah. We're gonna have a gluttony conference, guys. Yeah, yes. yeah. We're let's gonna, reach out to the gluttonous. Let's have
1: a gluttony conference. The gluttony community.
2: Hey, we're gonna have incredibly overweight have people two speak. two
0: Speakers that are both <laughs> five hundred plus. <laughs> right. Right. Um Yeah, yeah. So I mean that that's the thing, is is we're dealing with and, and Satan is is this is a great um this is a great inroad that he's making into culture is he's saying your sin is not your behavior your sin is your identity mm-hmm. and so it seems like when we try to correct beha- the behavior we're not saying what you do is wrong who you are is wrong and yeah. we're not saying that
1: yeah that's but a great way to We're put just
0: it. saying what you what you're doing is wrong and there's a better way separate your identity um, separate your identity from your sin And let Jesus come to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. right, Don't don't clean yourself up first. Come to Him. Let Him clean you up. Submit yourself to Him. And I like to say it all the time. The goal for a Christian is not to be heterosexual. The goal for a Christian is to be holy sexual, where we have in holiness we've submitted all parts of who we are to Him, and that's our goal. Jokes I could have just. I know. I know. I know. Don't make us edit this podcast, Eric. Uh, (laughs) Please. Hey guys, this is Jamie. If you're enjoying this podcast, we'd like to ask you to do two things for us. First, please give us a good rating and a positive review on whatever podcasting platform you use. This could be Apple or Spotify or or whatever. The second thing you can do is to share this podcast on social media, whether it's Instagram or X or Facebook or TikTok, let your friends and family know that you're listening to Not the Sermon. Thanks guys. We really appreciate you listening.
1: What's next? That's good. So, uh, um, uh, 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 that was a good take uh, on that. I enjoy that. So, we're going to go ahead and transition
0: into. Transition? What?
1: What? What?
0: Are we still talking about? Okay, never mind. Oh my gosh. I misunderstood. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. Sorry, you guys. I just didn't know.
1: I wouldn't. What do you mean? We know what's on your mind, Jamie. (laughs) Um, We're going to transition into three, two, one shady theology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are so, yes! you I were knew, supposed okay, to. I think.
1: Okay, I was thinking about this. I just sounded shady rude.
2: theology. <laughs> well,
0: I think we just I found did. out the problem. I can't sing. <laughs> no, you can sing. Okay, so I was thinking about this, why we can't do shady theology, okay? Okay. So here's what I want us to try. And, and listener, we have not tried this beforehand, so if, if... And don't try this at home. And don't try this at home. <laughs> so, so Eric, I, just stay on one note. So no, make it higher. So go,
1: Shady theology. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, that was not one note. Shady, well, except for the bends, right? Shady theology. And so I'll get the second, ah, uh, and you'll do, ah. Uh, Alright, ready, Sound here it? we go. Shady theology. See? Boom. We, boom. That was it. We just needed
1: We had haters. Yeah. We had haters that said we couldn't do it. You know who said we could? God said we could. <laughs> Jesus. God said we could. Y'all? Jesus says that we could. But can. God. But God. But God. All right, so we're gonna. This is our segment, Shady Theology, where we talk about um. Thoughts, teachings, mentalities that sort of invade the Christian church that sound good, maybe have some good stuff and, and valuable stuff in them, but are a little bit shady. A little bit shady. Maybe they don't end well. Maybe they there's some stuff in there that you adopt along with the good stuff that's just not biblical. Um, are troubling, so um, I'm going to turn it back over to to Jamie. What you got
0: for us on some shady theology? All right, so I was thinking. So I've heard this more and more recently. People have been dogging. A certain type of homiletical approach to preaching. Now, if you, you don't lost know, me. okay, homiletics is is how you preach. It's basically the art of preaching. Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 then they're different. It's how you homiletics. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. So, so we need to hom a little bit better here. So, um, but what I've seen is I've seen people begin to like like these are like preachers and stuff begin to talk bad about one particular homiletical style and that's topical yeah. teaching. Yeah. Topical teaching. They roast and, in it. it. Well, and like I saw I saw this this meme the other day that was talking about we need to get back to like the early church instead of what modern church and it said under early church it said expository teaching and under modern church it said topical teaching and I was like Uh, that's not true. Yeah. That's not at all what the early church did, expository. Okay, well, real quick, real quick, let me explain a few things. Um, If you don't know, listener, there's different types. If you don't know, Jamie doesn't know how to teach expository sermons. So I don't do it. So
1: he's upset (laughs) that it's almost like if you have been not tying your shoes right the whole time, like maybe you were a double bunny ear person (laughs) instead of the through the loop person, and people start talking about how double loops are like for kindergartners.
0: This is kind of where Jamie's at. Well, I just wear Hey Dudes now, so I don't have to tie anything.
1: <laughs> you, you, and, tie, you tie your Hey Dudes. I know. Listeners, this guy, tie, <laughs> you know those little nubs on the end of Hey Dudes? He ties those. They're in the middle. It looks like a little bow tie on his Hey Dudes. I'm
0: starting a new trend. Yeah. No, what, it's, it's, it's weird. I've reached the point in my life where <laughs> how I dress is like completely functional now. Yeah. Like I'm, it's just functional. I'm just Amen, uh, brother. I, I, amen. I just, I, I don't care. I'm not going to be cool. Yeah. I can't be cool, and so I just I'm going to do what's you can't
1: look. I I coach Prime. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorite. Seriously, one of my favorite quotes from Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. He says, "You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good, you play good, you get paid good." All right, right. So that's that's you got to you got to dress up, dress for success is what he's saying. The Church of Prime. The Church of Prime. That would be a dope church. Dude, let's forget start. Forget Kanye. It. Yeah, forget Kanye. We're church going of, to Coach Prime The church, church of Yeet? Yeah, no, we're not doing that one. <laughs> Dude, if, if Deion Sanders, I actually saw him like leading ministry time at a church. Deion Sanders is this yeah. a video that was going around. Did a pretty good job.
0: Yeah. No, he's a genuine believer. No yeah, he was, like, he was like, you know, like give him praise. And he, he was just really stewarding well. So, anyways. So, anyway, so <laughs> real quick, let me just explain different types of, of teaching. Okay. Different types of preaching. Uh, first of all, there's and what everyone says is like the golden standard, which is expository, which is basically where you um, are, are taking time to explain context around a particular verse, mm-hmm. right? You're explaining like who it was written to, who wrote it, why it was written, when it was written. and so you're, and you're using the text to define the text, right? Yeah um, and, and what's happening though, is that people are saying that expository teaching is a verse by verse teaching. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually textual teaching. Um, it, so verse by verse teaching is when and you'll see lots of would churches that make do you, this.
1: would that make you a holy textual?
0: <laughs> maybe so okay. maybe so but uh but so this teaching is and like um Calvary Chapel tends to do this this is where you simply go through a book mm-hmm. like you pick the book of John or you pick the book of Esther or you pick whatever and you just preach through the book the book like, of Enoch right and you <laughs> right you go through <laughs> um you go through it verse by verse until you're done mm-hmm. um and and that's being held up right now as this is this is the good way of teaching I don't see that in the Bible. I see topical teaching. Jesus taught topically. Paul taught topically. Peter, John, James, it's all topical. Now, let me let me per-
1: maybe put this in perspective for you. Is it because you're a topical preacher? Is it your method that is not allowing you to see that topical preaching is not in the Bible?
0: No, I, I, well, I, that's a good question, right? Because maybe I'm blind to no. this. But the fact is, is I've prayed, about, and I have done expository teaching. I've done verse by verse, like we used to on Wednesday nights. I went through the book of Acts. I went through Galatians. I went through mm-hmm. all that. And, and and there's merit to it. You said you prayed about it? Uh, there's mer- Well, I have decided, mm-hmm. and I believe it's under the influence of the Holy Spirit, that the way that people grow, the way I can disciple people the best way is through topical teaching. Mm. Because it's what Jesus did. No. It's what Paul did. I mean, you, you you will not find there is no point in time where any of the biblical, the New Testament authors go back and and do an expository teaching on the Old Testament mm-hmm. in the New Testament. It's not there.
1: Would you say the, that expository teaching was possibly a later development
0: in the church? Yes. So it, so we know when it, it was actually the the early, the the mid nineteenth century. So you got like guys like Charles Spurgeon, mm-hmm. people like that, and they are beginning to do expository teaching but the whole crazy part of this is for the majority of the rea- uh, of the time that Christianity has existed your everyday person didn't have access to the bible.
1: Yeah, there was no they couldn't you couldn't teach exposi- expository right. whatever because they they didn't they didn't know the bible stories.
0: The bible was in Latin. For over a thousand years, when Latin wasn't spoken, it wasn't spoken by anyone. It it wasn't a living language as far as being... After the fall of the Roman Empire, which we thought about it today. We did, dude. I think about it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) After the fall of the Roman Empire, the Bible remained in Latin for a thousand years until around the 16th century when people started... It was earlier than that, but people started translating it into uh, their native languages like Luther into German and, and Tyndale into English. But for a thousand, think about how long that is—a thousand years. The Bible was in a language that no one spoke; it was yeah. just an academic language, and so, so I, I look expository is great, textual is great, and and yes, topical is wonderful. Yeah, because it's what we see the New Testament writers doing as topical teaching.
1: I I agree with that. I'm I'm very much a topical person. I can do expository. Um, I I tend to do a lot. I kind of, it's a 50-50 mix for me in a student ministry context, because my kids don't know the Bible, and expository teaching is a good way to get them familiar with some of the scripture. But in my expository teaching, I'm teaching topically, right? right? So I taught on uh, John 17 last night, the prayer of Jesus for unity, to keep us in his name, and so that we would be in the world, but not of the world, right? So those are my three topics
0: within an expository message. So here's the problem. If you were doing verse by verse... Right, if you were doing verse by verse teaching, who knows when you're going to hit that that topic?
1: Oh yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: you might be in Deuteronomy for three months. Yeah, and so like now at the same time, the benefit of verse by verse is is that you're going to fully immerse yourself in the meaning of this particular text and passage, right? Yeah. Which is great. But like, I I, I kind of I'm, I'm with you. I think we're largely a biblically illiterate society. Mm-hmm. We we read we read about the Bible more than we read the Bible.
1: And, and that's like the big issue because I don't think in our I think both are true. And I think you can teach the Bible through topical teaching. I think a lot more people than we would realize know random Bible verses. Right. They know from, sound bites. They know sound bites um more than they know stories. But you put those sound bites together, they know a whole lot of scripture. I mean, I learned, I didn't, I learned in a sort of a topical environment and you probably relate to this, like when I'm thinking about the Bible or thinking about sermon prep or teaching or something like that. Thinking about the Roman Empire. Thinking about the Roman Empire. Random verses will come to me and I'll still have to be like, where's that at?
2: But right. I'll know the whole verse. Right, right, right. I'll know the whole verse. I'll know the context of the verse. I just don't know what book it's in. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'll all did... of that's artificial anyways. <clears throat> all this, the verses and numbers and oh, everything. Oh, sure. That yeah. was all it's added later. It's arbitrary.
0: Noddy. Right. <laughs> He's he he like, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm, if you listener, if you don't know, the verses, chapters, all that stuff was added later. And sometimes it presents a problem for the context of, of the, the the chapter and the verse you're reading. Yeah. Sometimes people, will, they'll say, well, I'll read a chapter a day. Well, like the thought wasn't like Roman like Romans, Romans is very dense. And so like Romans three and halfway through eight is basically one big thought. Yeah. I mean it's just it's one thought. And so uh so to read Romans three without 4, 5, 6, you you're just not getting all of it yet. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So so the chap people stop short. Of of an idea being fully completed. So anyway, so that's my that's my shady theology. Right,
1: so the, I know this is a little uncouth, and I'm sorry, listeners. But if I have to go to the bathroom, or my bladder is going to burst. Oh wow! So you, Phoenix, y'all just do. Your Can thing. you play some? Oh, I know music. where I'm
0: putting my edit at. <laughs> Can you play some bathroom music?
2: Ejaculate <laughs> sacks. I was going to motion for him to pee
0: in the cup, but <laughs> that's a pretty good bass drum I'm hearing in my, I really like those mics.
2: Yeah. Like when we did the, uh, the song, when you, we, uh, recorded your guitar with it, Yeah, it sounded really yeah. good. Like just the raw audio sounded phenomenal. I, was so like, let's talk I would totally record
0: a guitar with this. Let's talk about Eric. <laughs> so name three things you love about Eric. Quick, go. One, two, three. His hair. Really? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what else? Two. Honesty. He's very honest, yes. What else? Um, He's hilarious. He is. Eric is, I'm going to say this while he's not in the room, and maybe we'll get it cut so he won't get a big head, but <laughs> Eric is genuinely, you guys, genuinely, the funniest person I know. <laughs> like, like I've heard, like, like I, there are comedians and stuff that I don't know personally, um, that are very funny. But as far as people, I personally know, Eric, there is no one that can make me laugh as hard as Eric or as consistently as Eric. Like genuinely, he's the funniest person I know. He doesn't turn it off. It, it never stops. It never, and never, and they're like, he's not putting on a show for us here we, on the podcast. We were texting. No, he's not. We were texting, um, during a football game and, um last weekend <laughs> here he comes here he comes and uh and he said something and it genuinely made me belly laugh and I asked him later I was like did you hear that from somewhere he was like no I just came up with it so I mean yeah hey, welcome back Eric Oh man sorry
1: I know that was a very unprofessional family but I had uh probably 3 cups of coffee right before we were recorded
0: I could tell so. No I could tell <laughs>
1: Anyways, uh, so <laughs> going on to our final segment, um, we're gonna bring back um, weird news. Weird
0: news. Weird news. Segment. Crazy Christians.
1: Crazy Christians. So, um, basically, what we do is, me and Jamie have chosen uh, articles that we're gonna present to each other, and then just
0: talk about. I don't have an article. Oh, you don't have an article? No, I thought it was just you. Oh, well, I have a really good one then. Okay, well, cool. That's what we'll talk about. Okay, so
1: this is AP News. So this is like a legit news source. App News. Is it? No, it's
0: not. No, it's AP. I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: You could have got Associated me Press. You could have got me that. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. Woman rescued from outhouse toilet <laughs> after climbing in to retrieve Apple Watch, Michigan police say. Oh, oh, my gosh. So let's read this. So a woman was rescued Tuesday from an outhouse toilet in northern Michigan after she climbed in to retrieve her Apple Watch and became trapped the woman whose name was not released of course i wouldn't want my name released right. if i was trapped and by trapped in an outhouse they mean You're down swimming in, in, a cesspool. in the yeah. hole, like she right. went down in the toilet so if you've never seen it like an outhouse they have a, a lot of those up north but it's a cabin and then there's a toilet and then under the toilets, it's not water; it's a big septic tank. It's a pit. It's yeah. a
0: giant pit. hole. She went into the Full pit. Full of stuff. So, wait—was this a this was a working outhouse, like a, like a, a functioning a, outhouse? A functioning yeah. It was like at of state park. Apparently. Oh my god! There's state parks
2: in Florida that have them. Yeah. So
1: the woman whose name is not released lowered herself into the inside the toilet <laughs> after dropping the watch. That's so dumb. At the Department of Natural Resources boat launch, um, first responders were called when the woman was heard yelling for help. The toilet was removed, and a strap was used to haul the woman out. Oh my gosh! And then this is the this is the police statement. where they make the big bucks. <laughs> if you lose an item in an outhouse toilet, do not attempt to venture inside. <laughs> Serious injury may, may occur.
2: People die because there's gases that build up in those pits, and like it'll yeah. displace the oxygen.
0: You'll like you can suffocate. So, okay, let's, let's put ourselves in her shoes. Okay, so, okay. First of all, her, I am maybe not, after we wash them. Yeah, I am not a rich man, but I am not so poor. And I'm going to go after anything. I mean, like maybe if it was like... What about your ID? My great grand? No, you can get a new ID. <laughs> no like, one else is getting that ID. Your passport in a foreign country? Okay, well, that maybe. But see, then you, <laughs> then I would call the authority, or like my great grandmother's like wedding ring, or you know what I mean, some yeah. family. But like, it would have to be an irreplaceable Look, great, item. Great, great grandma's not around anymore. What she won't know, what she don't know won't hurt her. <laughs> it would have to be an irreplaceable item for me to go crawling. through. Okay, I can't on, even. On, there's better ways you, to retrieve you're items. in.
1: Hold on. No, no, no. You're in Pakistan. Okay. Your passport falls into the outhouse. Yeah. There's like there's not authorities. No, I'm
0: I'm calling the consulate. You're calling the consulate. I'm calling the consulate. That's my first. Before I go down in there, I'm calling the consulate and say like, look, this just happened. What do I need to do? Yeah, they're going to tell you
1: you need to get that passport. Well, then I
0: then I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Then I get it, but because that's an irreplaceable item in that context. Yeah, but if it's not irreplace, if it's not immediate need, irreplaceable, bye. All right, your wife (laughs) fell (laughs) in. She's on her own. There many. There are lots of wives out there, (laughs) dude.
1: Yeah, there's. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. a joke, honey. Love you. Um, yeah, I'm going in. Maybe just for fun. <laughs> maybe I intentionally dropped something in the outhouse. So I. Well, should... She couldn't get out. So that tells you that hole was at least six foot.
0: Right. Most so, of them are pretty deep. Yeah. So I've gone to a lot of national parks. I love national parks, and they have these these outhouse things there, and every time I use them, like it takes I have to muster up all of my courage. To actually use those outhouses because I I hate it. It's just so gross. Yeah, you don't know when an
2: alligator is going to just like reach <laughs> up out of there and get you. Well, That's I, only in Florida. I'm good, dude.
1: <laughs> I, the porta potties. It, it, like I know this. Is, so hold on. Let's let's finish this little thing. We'll talk about porta potties. So like, so she's she's at a national park. She's at a boat launch. So presumably she's about to go boating. Summer mm-hmm. little summer boating. Good mm-hmm. day she's got her Apple watch on she wants to counter steps she wants to occasionally view the weather and look at text and she wants to pay 800 dollars for that because mm. <laughs> um, that's I looked up that's how much the new the new uh, series 9 mm. iPhone or iWatch whatever it's called Apple watch costs it's like 800 dollars like 849 or something Apple is a scam go ahead oh yeah whatever Samsung <laughs> like I, do. I don't get it I'm do fully wanna, Samsung do we want to start on this no, like, no. I saw this shady funny shady. I saw this They they. like they, there's this new thing and you're going to laugh at this there's this new thing where if you want to share a contact with an Apple user you just touch like you almost kiss phones right mm-hmm. so we'll see Android's Amazon. had that for forever Android's but they call it ki- like phones kissing right like the phones kiss right. And then this guy was like, uh, some Samsung usually, like, well, yeah, we've had this since 2014. But then he was like, who's going to be kissing you? you, got, you know, everybody, gets, everybody got
0: iPhones. Well, that's, and that's the thing. Uh, let me just, I'll say this, and I want, because my brother makes fun of me for always, you know, talking about Samsung's superiority to uh, to Apple stuff. The, the, the fact is, Sam, this is just the, the you know, objective this truth. This is
1: the objective truth. It, no, it is. Right, Samsung, about,
0: hold on. Have you prayed about it? I just did. And, uh, Samsung <laughs> um, comes up with stuff, mm-hmm. Apple perfects it. Yeah. And then markets the mess out of it. This is the American way, and and so that's why everyone Apple's perceived as being better, even though they didn't come up with their own stuff. And they're all built in the same factories. They're all built by the same children. Yeah. So marketing is king at the end of the day. Yeah, doesn't absolutely. matter
1: how
2: good or bad your product is. If you have genius marketing, well, yes. you're going to sell products. Apple
1: markets to make you feel
0: better than Samsung users. They make you feel superior. <laughs> like literally, and it they, works. They literally, like if I text, um, if I text someone yeah. with an iPhone, like my bubble in the text shows up green. It's Blame. just kind of like, look at this idiot. It's shaming people.
1: And they won't let us. Like we can't name group
0: chats with at uh, with Samsung yeah. users in them. And see, and but 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 Samsung allows you to. Yeah, right. It's just, it's just, it's they're jerks, man. They're hostile. They really are. Oh, boohoo.
1: All right. Anyways, back to porta potties. Um, so this woman, she's <laughs> that's paid, what we were talking about. She's paid eight hundred forty nine dollars, eight hundred forty nine dollars to occasionally check the weather, read half a text on her watch before she opens it on her phone. It's not worth it, man. Um, she's like, oh my goodness, we're about to go on a boat. Let me use the bathroom real quick. So for whatever reason stupidity, that watch came off of her wrist. Yeah. What was she doing? So that's the real question. What were you doing? That's what I thought. Yeah. Like what? Like or the watch off your wrist. Maybe she was like, "Ew, this is dirty. Maybe she didn't want to wash her hands. No, that's an outhouse. There's no, yeah, there's, not there's no water sink there. usually. So for some reason, which the the police have kept her anonymous, they won't let us know. This is probably why the, the watch was not on her wrist and it fell into the, the commode or whatever, into latrine. the latrine into the latrine, um, into like into the, the poo water. Now, <laughs> now she has options. Right. She's, she's like, I abandon this. Right. This stinks. What a terrible day to start my day. Literally stinks. We'll, we'll, it literally stinks now. Or let me take it upon myself. Mm. So she's there. Like, and I'm not going to assume anything, like, but she's she probably climb? there with a, with a guy. I would think. Yeah.
0: I, I'm trying to feel like how did she get in? Like, did she lie down on her belly and try to reach first? I'm thinking she went fall, or did she just jump in I, feet first? So,
1: this is how I think it went. I think she looked down there, had that phone light on. I like mm-hmm. she, for whatever reason, ignored what was going on down there, right? Ugh. And then she decides, hey, it's right there. It obviously was she could salvageable. See it, right. it was salvageable. Right. It's right there. Let me lower myself in. I'm thinking legs first. Legs first. Okay. Into the the toilet and then was like, oh my gosh, I can. But was she there by herself? Because it said she was screaming for help. Maybe she
0: was hiking. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe she should have just gotten a stick. Look. Look, guys. It's hey, listener. If you're ever, if you ever drop something in an outhouse. Call Let's, Jamie. Just, it's not worth it. He loves it. It's not worth it. Like, like, like the 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 overseas, um, you, you know, uh, passport and great uh, great grandma's wedding ring aside, and it's, your wife.
2: Yeah, and your wife.
0: <laughs> it's just not worth it. Well, this woman obviously thought it was worth
1: it, and you know what? Jokes on everybody because she got her she got her watch. Back. She got
0: it back. She got it back, and she has quite a story to tell to those whom she chooses because she re, would. You, she, you to don't tell know her name. That? I mean yeah that'd be I mean yeah that'd be funny. I mean you're yeah I don't know man. Guys you won't believe what I did. That's like
1: a good Tinder bio though. <laughs> <laughs> like 27 hey. single once was rescued from a porta
0: pot Hey I'm willing to go after my Apple Watch in sewage. There's no question will I'm willing not. to pursue this I will, relationship. I will pursue
2: you. Yeah. I'm determined. You could get
0: like a sermon out of this.
2: Yeah. No. It'd be like the lord pursues you. Even into the water. Like a Like latrine. a woman's Apple Watch <laughs> in the bottom of a latrine. Yeah, man. Oh, the, People go to the depths. overwhelming
0: stench Stinch of <laughs> glory.
2: <laughs> so the moral of the story is don't buy an Apple Watch?
0: There's no outhouse he won't go in. <laughs> no
2: hole he won't lower in. <laughs> See, we're Running all after to you. We're all like an Apple Watch stuck
0: in a pit of crap. <laughs> that sounds And like the Lord's gotta lower himself down and come and pick you he out. He did. He came into our huma- the mess of our humanity to save us. Wow, That's,
1: that sounds like a really bad youth pastor illustrator. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: I want everyone to to show me your, your Apple Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to throw it on the ground in defiance of this world. We're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna burn Apple Everyone's watches. crying. Everyone's <laughs> crying.
1: I want you to write your sins on the back of your Apple Watch and throw it in the fire. Throw they it in the lake. Get tons
0: of calls <laughs> from throw parents. Throw it in the outhouse. <laughs> yeah. Throw it in the outhouse. Throw it in this outhouse. And overnight, the youth intern's going to collect then, them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Victory Fellowship Church in Thomasville, Georgia. Eric and Jamie can be reached at emailing notthesermon at gmail.com.
0: Father to the father. Defender of the little kids Gracious and compassionate